put the president's stamina, president's wisdom, ability to get this done on behalf of, of uh, the American people against anyone, anyone on any day of the week. Yeah, the president is totally spry and ready to be a sock puppet of the ruling establishment. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Lukadowski here of We Are Change.org, and we have a lot of absolutely crazy and wild news to get into today. As, of course, Vladimir Zelensky is warning of World War III. Lots of tensions now also happening with North and South Korea, as, of course, there might actually be some peace in the Middle East. We're going to be talking about that, plus a lot more for the next two hours, and we have a packed house for that conversation, so make sure to share this broadcast with your friends and family members, as we are also going to be taking your phone calls, video calls, unscripted, unedited, live, in the moment, and you could do that by just becoming a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. It's very quick. It's very easy to sign up. All you have to do is click monthly or yearly. You save a little bit of money if you sign up yearly. Click here, put in your information, and then as soon as you log in through the email that we send you right away, you get access to a specific Telegram channel that we keep an eye out when we do these live broadcasts. And then when we do you have the opportunity to call in, which you will, 8.30 p.m. Eastern when we go to Rumble, and you could do show and ask whatever you want to us or the guests here. Another way to participate in the conversation is to go to mysuperchat.com. That's another one of our websites where you get to donate, and your donation actually shows up on the screen. And whatever super chat or questions you guys have, we will make sure to answer all of them, as, of course, we appreciate your support, your donations, your super chats, your rumble rants more than ever. And we have a team literally active making sure that we never miss one specifically. Joining us for this conversation is someone that is actually exiled all the way from Brazil. He has a crazy story. He has a wild podcast. His name is Monarch. Monarch, for the people who don't know you, who are you? Uh, thanks for ha for having me. Is the, uh, the Joe Rogan of Brazil right here, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let him be modest. What's up, brother? <laughs> yeah, more or less. Uh, I started in Brazil a podcast inspired by Joe Rogan and... I was the first one that started in Brazil, so the podcast like took off and exploded and created like a trend. So everybody in Brazil starts doing podcasts as well. Uh, and unfortunately, the things that I say on my podcast and the in the way that I am uh, cause me a lot of problems with the political establishment of Brazil because they don't like. Brazilians to tell the truth about what's happening in Brazil. So I got persecuted. Uh, I was banned for, 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 uh, from my uh, YouTube account much, multiple times. Uh, Rumble was the one that, got, uh, that rescu rescued me, and, bring me on the, and gave me a platform. But even Rumble uh, could not stay with me because the, the Supreme Court uh, is, uh, demanded for the, my contract to be uh, terminated. Wow. And so that was what they did. And I am, uh, I am here in America now because in Brazil I was uh, 
I, I, was, I was going to get arrested. So uh, that's the <laughs> that's the censorship there. <laughs> well, luckily, you're not in a Brazilian jail and you're here in the beautiful sort of free state of Florida. So we're going to get into that, the latest politics of Latin America, maybe even Spain, as of course, there's a lot of different crazy Latin American news that I think you're on top of a lot more than we are. So uh, it's going to be a great conversation. We have this guy here as well, Clint. Who are you, Clint? Uh, I am Clint Russell. I'm the host of Liberty Lockdown, as well as the best political show dot com, com. <laughs> which you are watching currently, and you should be hitting the subscribe and the like button and leaving a comment down below. I'm also the co-host of Tower Gang. That'll be live tomorrow night at nine o'clock on uh, Tower Gang or uh, on uh, YouTube and Rumble. Uh, but you should subscribe to Liberty Lockdown, and most importantly, you should subscribe to this show right now. Stephanie's Steph. here, and she's prepared to talk a lot. Right, hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Marie. I am the professional We Are Change button pusher, ready to push buttons. And talk. Right, Steph? Sometimes. Okay, we'll see that. <laughs> well, let's just get right into it, as, of course, we got some crazy news headlines coming from Ukraine, as Vladimir Zelensky is now accusing Russia of bringing the planet to the brink of World War Three, as he specifically outlined how Russia could interfere now in the Balkans, suggesting that there could be other preparations underway right now with another conflict that could happen at any moment and any time. Specifically, Zelensky emphasized the, quote, urgent need for the international intervention here, declaring that Ukraine will be on the forefront of global risk for a potential third world war. There's some people saying that this war has already started and many people haven't realized it. There's some people saying it hasn't started at all. And uh, to, to me, this is a kind of signal by Ukraine showing that the situation there is getting very desperate to the point where he is kind of warning the world, hey, uh, we're kind of losing. We need your intervention here. And uh, maybe this is a way that we could get more help and support here by making the situation a little bit more dramatic than it is. That's personally my kind of understanding of it. But a lot of people say that we undermine the larger significant threat of a potential global conflict. What do you guys think? It's really hard to say. Uh, I mean, I think it's quite evident that Ukraine is losing that war, and I think that Zelensky's desperate. So it's hard for me to take anything he has to say at face value at this at this point in time. Um, I'm curious what what the implications are that Russia's inter interfering in the Bal Balkans, like. They've been doing that for a long time. Is there is there a new development that I haven't heard about? Not, not that I heard about personally, oh, okay. but uh, you, you see the lines kind of drawn out, specifically when it comes to a lot of the international tensions. You see, it's, uh, you know, a lot of the countries, Israel, United States, Europe, NATO, all kind of align along the same kind of viewpoints, along the same kind of alliances, along with Taiwan as well. And then on the other side, you have China, Russia, Iran, and now Saudi Arabia and Turkey that are being kind of goaded to join them. So I, I think the lines are, are blurred right now. They're a little bit complicated, but with now more developments happening in, in, in North Korea, with more developments happening in the Middle East, I, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that a lot of these countries could just say, hey, um, this war has already started. We need to align ourselves and we need to be on the offensive rather on, than on the defensive. And that well, could happen at any moment in time. There's a lot of nuclear nations that, that you just referenced there. So I would really encourage people not to go on the offensive. Uh, you have Russia, China, I mean, France. There's many other nations in NATO that also have nuclear weapons as well as the United States. Uh, it's basically we're talking about 
almost all of the nuclear powers on Earth that are going to be in this conflict. It's suicidal. It has to be avoided at all costs. Uh, you, you have to set your ego and your world domination instincts aside and just realize that this, this would amount to the end of humanity. I'm um, curious what you think, though. I, I think that uh, we are in the Third War, Third World War uh, already. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because uh, it's difficult to say when it starts because we will get this date, the starting date, after the war ends. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so the, the truth is we are at war. The world is, is at war. It, that's because the power of the United States and the, uh, um, the West, the West, yeah. the West is not more dominant like they were years before. So that is an opportunity for countries that were marginalized, marginalized by the world marginalized, war. Marginalized. Yeah. Marginalized, yes, yeah. thank you. I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> thank you very much. By the world war, now they get an opportunity to get the fair share of right. power in the world. And that's, that I think it's what's happening. I agree. China is seeing that the United States is weak, and they are taking the opportunity to grow their influence. Here, here's an interesting aspect to that, because allegedly... When Xi was in San Francisco and he met with Biden, uh, I, I don't know if they met in San Francisco, but he met with Biden just last week. And the reports so far have been that Xi was asking for an 800, I think it was $800 billion bailout. Did you hear about that report? No, Luke? I did not. Okay. Um, but if that's true, that demonstrates a, a, a large financial weakness within China that is not being reported because China's books are very murky. We don't really know how their financial system works and how it's what the condition is of the economy. So it you know, a lot of people talk about China as being on the rise, and I think that they have been undoubtedly economically, they've they've improved tr tremendously, but their financial situation is so unclear. I, I don't think that they're actually prepared or interested in fighting a hot war with the United States or the West more broadly. I think it would ultimately drive them into a depression as it would us. So I think the, our, our incentives are aligned that, that cooler heads need to prevail. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not at all comfortable that people actually do so. Yeah, well, there's a lot of insane individuals out there that believe that we need a war in order to help the economy. Right. That's, that's a line of thinking that, that comes from a lot of mainline economists uh, who, of course, are, are pledging to know what is right for everybody as they say, you know, we need a war to pump up the economy. And in, in reality, you just kind of print more money, spend more money, and you have the big banksters that are usually financing both sides of the larger fight here. That hopefully doesn't kind of escalate here to grander proportions, which would be absolutely terrifying. So I, I personally do think that Zelensky's kind of doing this because he's kind of asking for more assistance. And the Western world's like, hey, but there's Israel and Israel comes first. You, Ukraine, come second. You're you're not the bottom B. OK, you're, you're <laughs> not you're, you're not you're not the number one here. All right. You're the number two. You're the you're the concubine here know your role and then Zelensky's like hey but World War 3 I think that's personally I what's had happening. something special. And, what the hell? And the American Empire is like, get out of here. Get out. I'm not even going to message you back, ho. <laughs> we're, and, ghosting, uh, we're ghosting Ghosting Ukraine right now? Yeah. Do, don't you guys think that this, all these wars that are starting is for the weakening of the Americas, uh, of the, the United States? Because how much money did you guys send to Ukraine for nothing? Yeah, too 100, much. Hundred and fifty billion, give or take. And yeah. now Israel and and Taiwan and uh, I think that 
this wars is for uh, the United States to lose money. That's uh, the only no disagreement. Uh, there's a there's a, there's a theory uh, that the people that run uh, our country are not interested in our financial security for sure and that they're they're ultimately uh you know essentially borrowing from our future to bolster their own well-being in the present and it, it does appear to be that uh, 33 on the in route to 34 trillion in national debt the interest rates being what they're at that means that we're going to have to cut from social security social security medicare medicaid like all across the board our our status our level of living the the comforts that we're accustomed to the American people are going to get a hard dose of reality in the not too distant future if we don't demand that our government cut back. Well, the Ukrainians are going to get a hard dose of reality as well, as, as of course their entire population has been sacrificed. Their entire population has been laid waste at the altar of the military-industrial complex in order to try to get a dent into Russia. When in reality, they just mobilized Russia, and now Russia is becoming the most nuclear-prepared country in the world right now. They are literally running simulations that specifically test and challenge themselves if they would lose one-third of the population. So uh, what they're doing, the undertaking that they're going through right now, it's it's not just for show. It's not just for saber-rattling. They are really preparing for a full, all-out nuclear conflict. And therefore, I would say, you know, when, when Ukraine is becoming desperate, when we have 70-year-olds that are being drafted, when we have an entire regiment of women that are sent to the front line in Ukraine, when we see the lifeless bodies of all the women that just were taken out by the Russian war machine that has been activated and mobilized now, they are paying the ultimate sacrifice here. They're the ones being screwed over. Their cities, their neighborhoods, their entire way of life has just been taken away from them, and their nation has been screwed over by politicians who sold them down the river, and there's no going back up that river. There's no going back to where Ukraine used to be. And... A lot of it was done by politicians who could have negotiated a peace deal, who could have stopped this conflict, who could have prevented the life loss and decided not to. Um, and, and that decision is just uh, infuriating because, again, these are, these are Slavic people. These are people very close to my home country. These are people that uh, my home country has taken in a lot of. Uh, we obviously are, are, are a part of this situation more than anyone else. And just seeing the huge devastation on the local population, especially the male population, a lot of the Ukrainian women... They left. The few ones that didn't, they're being mobilized. But the, the few ones that did, they're partying in Mykonos and in London. <laughs> All the other guys, holy cow. I, 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 there was another um, clip that I just saw. I don't know if I could find it now, but it was a clip of uh, Russian mobilized men sitting at an auditorium, and there was a singer trying to sing to them and, and uplift their spirits, and you just see the doom, the, the loss in their face. It is just absolutely daunting to look at the faces of these Ukrainian men, older Ukrainian men, that have been sent to the front line against the Russian war machine that is, of course, pinpointing them through air barrages and missiles that are landing directly on them and their friends that they're never going to see ever in their lives again. That's crazy. It's horrible. And, you know, the fear-mongering when this war first started was that we had to align ourselves with Ukraine because otherwise World War III was assured because ultimately Russia had the intention of moving in on Poland. As you were just referencing Poland earlier, I'm curious. I mean, obviously that was a lie. And I, and I don't think that, I mean, Putin never signaled it. He's never even gotten really close to actually invading Poland in recent history. Um, 
So what, but, what, but then also, what would be stopping Putin right now? Because he knows, hey, the West threw everything at me, and they couldn't, and they, and they just mobilized us. He's not mobilizing an army for no reason at all. So if you look at, at Putin and what he's specifically doing, what he's going after, he's now kind of emboldened in a way where he wasn't before, because he knows NATO just gave us the best equipment. NATO just literally, this was an entire kind of simulation, probably to the world power, saying what would happen if there really was mm -hmm. a larger global conflict. And guess what? The side of NATO, the side of the advanced technology, the side of the woke military, the blue-haired, um, can't say this on YouTube, uh, <laughs> the, the gender blender uh, kind of military units that were pushed to the front, they didn't do that good, okay? Uh, Russian uh, artillery, far better than Western NATO American artillery that clearly was the biggest decider of this conflict and has shown that the NATO equipment isn't as good as everyone promised it to be. If you remember, they were saying the Leopard tanks are going to come in, the Leopard tanks are going to stop everything, and then it was the in-laws, and then it was this technology and that technology, and then all of it just went into the shredder. I don't think F-16s have been mobilized yet, but... Um, I, 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 again, but they, they yeah. didn't give uh, Ukraine all the weapons, uh, the most advanced weapons. They didn't no. give Ukraine that. They didn't, and and if they did, it was always six months or nine months after they were actually requesting them. So, so it, and, and that is the case that people to use this equipment, they have to train. In it not is not that easy, and the wars now they are fought with new technology, with drones technology. Uh, a drone can take out a leopard tank and cost like a fraction of the price. Right. So the modern war uh, showed us that everything that we relied on the past is not more rela reliable. Yep. You, you need to understand that the, the wars now are fought in the mind of the, our citizens and with technology that is autonomous. Yep. And and small, not big, and yep. with people inside. <laughs> right, it has to be nimble. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really fifth generation warfare is what we're witnessing, and, and it's interesting to see it unfold. It's also scary because you have AI that's that's on the rise simultaneously, along with these automated, uh, you know, war fighting machines, and it's it's going to get very dystopic very rapidly. But just to, back to the point I was making earlier about Poland. You know, Putin has never really demonstrated that he's going for the entirety of Ukraine. I'll be curious to see if he actually does try to do that during the next spring season when they could go on the offensive. But I mean, they're already mobilizing a lot of uh, troops in the in the western, no, excuse me, in the eastern region of that specific country, and many people are expecting a kind of winter offensive by the Russians, specifically in the Donbass region, as a lot of the troops are being mobilized there. As there probably will be a bigger push to kind of solidify uh, the larger stronghold that Russia has already had on that specific region. So uh, it's not looking good for, for the Ukrainians oh. that don't have enough men, women, elderly individuals uh, to actually do all the fighting as already. There's been a lot of Latin American mercenary groups inside of Ukraine fighting on behests of the Ukrainian military, specifically from Colombia. Uh, there's entire Spanish units. I don't know if you're aware of this, Monarch, but, but Latin America is playing a significant role in this as well. It's not just um, the Russian private military mercenaries. It's also Western private military mercenaries that are playing a role here. And uh, essentially, we are seeing the bankrolling of these conflicts 
backs by big parties that just want to test and challenge themselves and sacrifice a whole bunch of Slavic European people in exchange for their larger kind of war game and exercises. Here's the video clip. I was actually able to, to find it. I, uh, you guys can't see it, but the people online could see it. But uh, I, I looked at the faces of these men. Holy frickin' cow. It is just absolutely depressing, to say the least. Here's a, here's a clip. That was supposed to uplift them, and I think they need a little bit more than just some corny pop singing in order to help their spirits, as, of course, a lot of people in Ukraine know what's really going on. They know the situation. They see the writing on the wall, and it, it's not good, especially when it comes to the prolongment of this war that probably will be artificially kept up until the next upcoming presidential election, and then whatever the results of that election might be, that will be the deciding factor of where this conflict will go. But uh, it might end even sooner. And if it does, it would be absolutely brutal for the entire democratic machine that will not be able to survive another Afghanistan-like moment, another major loss, another black eye for the American U.S. petrodollar empire that, of course, is being questioned here, squeezed and pushed here by, of course, the BRICS nations. So uh, Brazil is also a part of the BRICS nations as well. So uh, it's, it's for me, it's not looking good for any of these countries. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I, I think I, we have to talk about what, who is behind all these wars? What, what's the purpose? Why? Why have people fighting each other, killing each other? Who benefits with that? So I think that we, we think that countries are at, uh, are at war, but in truth, they are not really. Hmm. Like we see like the Russian space program and they continuously collaborate with America. Yep. Even if they are like at war, so how can two nations be at war and at the same time have a level of secrecy and collaboration that expands for like centuries and never cease to, to exist? Why? Yeah, well, I, I've had this very question about the, the COVID origin story, uh, you know. Which I, you can't talk about here on which, YouTube. Which you can't even say the C word, Clint. Yes, I can. No, you can't. I can't. No, you can't. <laughs> but I will. I will leave it at that. I just think that the the alignment between the U.S. government and the CCP, it, given that all of our politicians say they're our number one enemy, but then you actually look at what transpired during that period, and you're like, there's something off here. They're not telling us the full story, and it's very frustrating. I agree with you. There are there are financial interests, there are banking inter interests, there are military industrial complex interests, there are you know very wealthy families that seem to be uh, really the ones that benefit from these, whereas the people broadly suffer and they pay the price. Like invisible government. Right. Like we have like elite of people. I, I understand already why you were kicked out of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what I see. We have elite of people, powerful people that play with human lives to make uh, business right. or to resolve petty disputes of ego between them. So that's and we see all that rap happening and we got we get uh, tired and, and, and sad. But the, the, the truth is 
this is not a war against countries. Countries. It's a war against humanity. Mm -hmm. We have a, a, a small group of people that are powerful for a long time, and they are, they think they are gods. They are in bed with Satan, because why? Why Satan? Satan was the one that uh, fought, fought uh, God because he thought that he was a god. Mm -hmm. So you, you get you get like uh, people like uh, George Soros <laughs> that they he say that he he actually think that he was yeah. he is a god. Yeah, there, just to back him up, there is a quote where he was asked uh, or he said he said something to the effect of. You know, people used to ask me what it feels like to be a god, and it always made me feel uncomfortable. But then I accepted it, and it's like, what? And now I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people do a lot of occult rituals. They do a lot of drugs. They do a lot of seances. Uh, we'll talk about that on Rumble. Uh, we can't talk about that here specifically on YouTube, as of course YouTube has their secret algorithm, their public algorithm. They say one thing, but they really mean another, and they literally have artificial intelligence watching and transcribing every word we say right now, and if you say a naughty word, oh, we're just going to show your video less to the general public. So that's True. why we're very careful here on YouTube, and then we fully kind of unleash on rumble.com forward slash we are change, where we kind of just go off fully off of the rails, literally and figuratively, <laughs> and go into some real issues that we can only get into on a free speech platform. This is not a free speech platform. This is a platform for the normal normies, Kyles, Karens, all those other ones. We got uh, one super chat on mysuperchat.com that we can't read here. We got uh, <laughs> two super chats here that we can't read specifically on YouTube. And then we got another one by Dick Dickerson saying, Comina Ije do Diabwa. Uh, uh that's that's Polish. Uh, okay. You guys, I don't expect you guys to understand you that. Rule. Thank you, uh, uh, Dick Dickerson. Really appreciate that very much. Uh, as of course, continuing the conversation, we have this tweet from Glenn Greenwald that just tweeted, "Quote: The West is now telling Zelensky more or less explicitly, explicitly, and right out in the open." Time to wrap this up. As, of course, we have this tweet from the U.S. mission to NATO saying, quote, Ukraine has taken back more than half of its territory seized by Russia's forces since February 2022. Their, their spring offensive, by the way, took, uh, I think, was it 0.1% of land back? But, uh, the, you know, who, who cares about that, right? <laughs> Going on, the U.S. mission of NATO says, in this tough and dynamic battle, Ukraine soldiers very old people and women are, quote, fighting bravely every single day, and they continue to inspire the world with their bravery and courage. Yeah, you saw that video clip earlier on, and uh, that, I don't think that's inspiring a lot of people at all. Quote, we will continue to support them to be in the strongest possible position at the negotiation table when the time comes. We continue to stand, hashtag united, we stand with Ukraine while they defend their freedoms. Now, uh, defending their freedoms is something that a lot of people should also kind of ask themselves since specifically, you know, there's not a lot of freedoms in Ukraine. There's not a lot of elections. There's not a lot of opposition media. There's not a lot of uh, churches that are allowed to be open that are in opposition to the state. There's not a lot of opposition political parties that are allowed to operate. So, what kind of freedom are we talking about? Well, the freedom for BlackRock and Goldman Sachs to have contracts in that country that, of course, will be implementing their Build Back Better policies after Ukraine is destroyed on their behests. So, yeah, not well, looking good. And, and mind you also, you don't even have the freedom to not fight. 
they they're conscripting basically every military age man in that nation it's unbelievable so that's why you've had so many refugees that are flooding into poland and other other adjacent nations um but back to the point about donbass you know donbass is has been at war it's been a civil war in ukraine for eight years so it has always been in my estimation a given that russia was ultimately going to end up being the either the ruling government of the Donbass region or they were going to give them their autonomy and use them as a buffer zone between Ukraine and NATO and Russia. I think that's still their plan. I, like the fact that this is that they're concerned about Russia moving its its uh, you know its battle lines into the Donbass region. The people of Donbass are Russian speaking. Most of them want to be a part of Russia or at least they want autonomy from Ukraine because they've been bombed by Ukraine for a very long time. It, this is this is a fight that didn't have to happen. All of these negotiations could have been handled diplomatically, and they were. It was always stopped every single time there was any chance for peace or the avoidance of war, and it was propagated by Boris Johnson and the State Department of the United States. It is a tragedy, and then to have these American politicians scumbags that run around advocating for our eternal uh, support for this nation that didn't even need to be in war in first place. People should be furious with these people that lied to you, that democracy was on the line, that Putin had to be stopped, otherwise World War III would uh, pop off. Well, guess how much closer we are to World War III because we've been fighting a proxy war against the largest nuclear power on Earth. And that's not an exaggeration. They have more nuclear nuclear weapons and they have a more advanced arsenal than the American empire. People need to take this seriously and, and stop being propagandized. And they're actually using it and testing it. They're testing the Satan 2 missile right now as we speak over yeah. the South Pole. All right, what is the United States doing? They're asking for, of course, more funds for diversity and equity efforts within the U.S. military as female pilots are literally crashing their planes <laughs> into the ocean. For frick's sakes, we're, so we're not on the winning side here. No. It's not looking good right here, especially when they prioritize these woke, insane ESG policies that absolutely make no sense at all. We got another super chat by Bro Cody saying, from my liver to the pee, the vodka shall be free. Thank you, Bro Cody, for that super chat as of course i'm going to bring up a, a tweet that alan watson tweeted with a picture of Zelensky and a quote from sun tzu that reads an evil man will burn his own nation to the ground to rule over the ashes is that exactly what's happening here in ukraine well i would actually say the u.s government's intervention into this I think plays a more significant role than what Zelensky says or doesn't say as of course it's important to note that in, in my opinion his life his family's life probably was threatened, and he probably is a puppet of the larger American empire that he has taken orders from and not really doing uh, the, the kind of leadership that a lot of people think he's doing for the benefit of his people, because if he really did care about his people, he would be sitting at the negotiating table. He would be, of course, trying to call for detente, for a de-escalation. He would try to, of course, salvage whatever he could of his people and not sacrifice them for absolutely no reason at all or geopolitical, strategic interest. Again, here's the article from the Daily Mail. Putin plans to fly world's biggest nuclear missile, Satan 2, over the South Pole in the test launch, says Russian state media before report is censored. And again, this is a, a, allegedly a 14-story tower block missile that they are testing that Putin is calling the, quote, ultimate weapon against the West. And um, supersonic. It has it's multidirectional. It's able to target multiple locations. It's uh, it's an ICBM as far as I know. And they named it Satan, for God's sakes. Please don't let them fire this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, this war, like full-blown war with nuclear strikes, is not going to rap happen. I hope not. I, I, I don't think... It's, it's, I, I agree with you it's unlikely, but I don't want people to get too comfortable because I think we need to be demanding that our politicians take it seriously and they don't escalate to the point of it po potentially happening. For yeah, sure. E even, even if there's like a 0.5% chance, again, some people say, oh, it's like a 5% chance. It's totally cool. It's totally normal. I'm not willing to, to, to bet the future of humanity on these sociopathic, crazy politicians that literally go to private islands and do unspeakable things to small children. These are crazy people that literally write in their fluids on walls trying to usher in demonic spirits. I don't trust any of those people in positions of power. Hell no. And uh, when, it, when it comes to those individuals trying to relive the end of times, trying to literally have a religious holy war... Um, no, they need as much criticism. And I think, you know, as we talked about with Zelensky's kind of warning here, I, I, I think he is saying it from a, from a very desperate situation, but I think there's also a lot of merit to it. But I, sorry, I, go ahead. I, I cut you off. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, no I, I just think that the bigger threat is other, other stuff, is the total and full contro control of people's data. That's, that is the... the the apocalypse that is coming. We are soon going to get in, the, in a world that you cannot think something and that something is not being recorded and analyzed and they are going to use this data to control us, to, to find our weak spots and to create uh, a matrix, yep. a, a new version of the matrix, but a, a version that they... They will brainwash people and they will make us like uh, puppet soldiers, equal Zelensky. Zelensky is not a president. There is no more presidents in, in, the, in the world anymore. Interesting. Every, every politi political uh, leader. leader and, and institutions, they are f all fake. In Brazil, we have the Supreme Court. And in Brazil, we have a constitution that all equals in America protects liberty of expression. Is 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 right on the, the constitution that you shall not uh, censor anybody for any reason. Dot. You cannot. Hmm. They ignored the constitution and implemented censorship around all Brazil's internet. So if if you say something that is wrong. The Supreme Court will personally ban you and fine you and even arrested you. There is, there is a guy that uh, was killed in, the, in jail uh, yesterday, I think. He was uh, arrested because he was in a protest on the 6th of January. Mm. In Brazil, uh, 8th of January yeah, in yeah, Brazil. Yeah. It's very similar to what's yeah, happening in America. Similar. Uh, strangely similar. Yes. <laughs> Un it's, uncannily it's, similar. It, it's like they're they're going from the same playbook and actually implementing the same things yeah. over they and over are. again. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Bolsonaro's Trump, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, Brazil is like a, a colony f uh, from uh, of United States. Interesting. We are a colony. Yeah. We are not a real country. Country. We Brazilians don't decide anything in the country. Wow. Uh, well, are, I don't feel like we decide anything here. So because you are a colony as well, but a colony of itself. Huh. You, your elite have colonized American people, and Ooh, they are I get, I get it. working to destroy all the values that you guys have. 
that curated the free society that you guys were in the past. Right. So, but they have a, an agenda to destroy that. First, in the mind. Second, the institution. Institutions. 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 <laughs> I'm you sorry. Got it. You got it. Is no, this bad. is great. I love it. <laughs> and third, I don't know. I have to think. But <laughs> the bodies. The bodies. Of, Maybe and the, the soul. The soul, actually, mm. as well. So they control now America. And they use the power of America to control other countries as yep, well. Clearly. So Brazil yeah. is nothing more than a colony from the, go the globalists. The globalists is, is the, the real danger here. I agree. Yes. And, and, and they're not even American. They're internationalists. They don't care about America. Yeah. They're using America as a pawn in order to initiate a lot of their kind of policies that they're testing, predominantly a lot that they're testing over in China, specifically on the local populations where already thought crimes exist and people go to jail, people are denied access to services and, and, and products because they thought the wrong political ideas and expressions. So I, I, I do believe that the war right now, especially Especially when we look at the war in Ukraine, the, the war specifically in the Middle East, a lot of it is fought with information first. And I think that right now is more powerful than any kind of bomber bullet. Because if you're able to convince a population to, to give you money and to finance this, if you're able to emotionally manipulate people to the point where they're saying, hey, I am going to be fully behind this you're able to actually get weight behind a lot of the policies, a lot of the initiatives, and a lot of this kind of insane thinking that people wouldn't normally think, saying, hey, they hurt me, I got to hurt them. And it's this perpetual kind of low vibrational, low IQ, unintelligent thinking that is sadly being perpetrated on social media and becoming more and more common when, of course, rational discourse that we actually try to have here on uh, rumble.com forward slash we are change. That's something that, of course, is decentivized. That, of course, doesn't get as much attention, doesn't get promoted and pushed in the algorithm as much as the drama does, as, of course, some people have already argued that we have been hijacked by the artificial intelligence, that the AI is already in charge and navigating us in a way where we could be more easily subjugated by fighting each other rather than realize the larger kind of technocratic threat against us, which is real and um, is something that, of course, we have to understand from a bigger perspective and not be distracted because um, I, I do agree with you. The chances of an all-out nuclear war, not that significant. The chances of a full technocratic slave uh, kind of en enactment of all the populations... Pretty likely, especially yeah. with all the data that they have on us knowing almost every little thing about us. Full, full panopticon. I, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but let me, let me spin this a little optimistically so people don't get too black-billed. Look, <laughs> there is obviously a major censorship apparatus that, that runs across almost all social media. However, there is a real market demand for the Rumbles and the Xs, the Twitters of the world. Uh, there, I, I personally, who just got into this a little over three years ago, have reached millions and millions of people with a radical libertarian, uh, you know, dialectic. It's there. There is a lot of market demand. There is a lot of people that want alternative news sources. They don't trust anything that they're hearing from the political class. They don't trust anything from the media class. I think that's all progress. So, like, yes, it's it's a game. Like, we're we're always kind of you know. I don't know if we're chasing our tail or playing whack-a-mole where we constantly have to migrate from platform to platform to keep telling the truth. You're a perfect example of that. You had to flee a tyrannical country. You're back in another tyrannical country, but you're still able to speak, you know? So, like, they can't stop us ultimately. Like, we have we have ingenuity. We're more nimble. I, I think that we will ultimately prevail. That's my thesis. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, I 
I hope you're right. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so do I. So do I. But in, in Matrix, we have a scene that the architect is talking to Neo, and he's talking about Zion. Mm. And he he tells uh, he tells uh, Neo, "Do you think that is that is the first Zion that we destroyed? Mm. That is not. Sometimes I think that we are the the people that they let speak for oh, give a, a small hope for people." Mm. But is a foolish hope. It doesn't feel like they're letting us speak very much. <laughs> yeah, but here in America, you have uh, more protection than other countries. A little bit, yeah. Because your judicial system cannot censor you. Well, it can't. Can. I mean, they, they gagged Donald Trump to press the United States. So. Yeah, no, for sure. They can try. But, You're right. But it's, it's, it's harder. It's harder. It's hard. But still, Donald Trump is still uh, is going to run for president. Uh, in Brazil... They actually uh, took away the political rights of the uh, of Bolsonaro. Of right? Bolsonaro. Yep. So in Brazil is Brazil is more hardcore in the authoritarian yes. uh, censorship state. Yeah, you're you're far, farther down the authoritarian path than we are. Uh, my my concern is as we just talked about earlier, as it seems as if it, they're running the same playbook. Until Donald Trump is actually on the ballot. In 2024, I won't believe it. Like, I'm yeah, not at all sure, sure that's actually going to sure. happen. We'll I, see. I'm very worried about that. Me too. Actually, because if they... Not, uh, not, and I'm not even a fan of his, but I'm still worried that he gets removed from the ballot because if that's the case, you have 75 million or so people that are diehard Trump fans and they feel as if their options has has been ripped away from them. Look out. So, no, and, and the, in this, if that happened, we are in a global dictatorship. Yeah, I agree. That's, we cannot say otherwise because... Trump, I don't like him as much as well. I think he's a, a imperialist as well, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. But uh, he, he has the right to, to run. I agree. And of course. he will probably win. I cannot see a, a, a world and on, where Donald Trump doesn't win. He has the political people, uh, the, the populate, he has popularity. Right. He, he equals to no other people, uh, person in America. So if 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 he he doesn't win, we are fucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a global dictatorship with no thread of hope, no nothing. Because oh, can, can I can I can I pivot to maybe some optimism, or maybe you can totally blackmail me, Javier Malay? Are you familiar? Yeah. It, you well, think well hold on. Before we get into that, I want to okay. get into uh, Donald Trump. He just released a, a, a video on social media where he uh, absolutely does not look really healthy at all. And this is from his campaign. He released this video himself, specifically showing him speaking here. This is very interesting. Fulton County, Georgia, acknowledges in a major consent decree that 3,600 individual ballots were duplicated, 36 batches of them, were duplicated. That's a lot of crime. 3,600 votes. That's really a lot of crime. When are the rest of these facts coming out? We're all waiting. This is the beginning of an unbelievable period of time. This is massive voter corruption. Now, I know a lot of people are waiting for his uh, redemption arc and for him to get into the government and fire everyone, which, if happens, great. I'm a little skeptical here, but let's be honest here. He's, um, he's, he's, he's pretty old. He's up there when it comes to age. He's not far behind 
Joe Biden that was just seen behind a fiery cake holding on to the <laughs> table as he was uh, looking like he was holding on for his life. Um, so, so again, these guys are, are older guys, you know, knock on wood. But let's be honest here. There's a big possibility that both of them could not be on the ballot because of their health, because of their age. And especially if there's some sinister play by some intelligence agencies that have heart attack guns and could carry out specific actions against Either or, because when you look at a lot of the, the, the people who become president of the United States, they essentially become vessels of something else greater and more powerful than they are that truly are in charge of the political system, and they do a lot of their bidding. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you could say about Donald Trump. I think he, he did try to buck the system in, in some ways, and at least we have that. But, but not in all the ways, as, of course, he gave up a lot, especially when it came to debt, especially when it came, came to uh, medical sovereignty, especially when it came to kind of individual liberties, especially when it came to the Second Amendment. There's a lot of things that I'm not happy about. Uh, but he does still represent this kind of bucking the system that I think a lot of people are, are so I I invested in that they will do anything and everything to make sure that he gets into that position of power. But if you are one of these central controllers that does have all these positions of power, aren't you anticipating this? And won't you be using that situation for your own personal benefit and potentially even twisting it in a way where there could be a conspiracy within a conspiracy where people think that they're doing the right thing and in reality you could be let down a road that's not going to be advantageous for you at all because i think a lot of these people that truly do call the shots there's there's two different viewpoints that people have of government one is that they're absolute idiots and they're uh, all the employees at the dmv are the actual representation of the government there's other people saying hey they're actually more sinister they're actually more cunning and they hide behind this kind of illusion of of idiocracy to actually assert their agenda and get a lot of things done that they want done. And when you look at the kind of larger destruction of wealth amongst amongst the middle class and the poorer people, I, I think they are very effective at what they're doing. I, I think it's fair to say that they have uh, screwed us very successfully, that they have been able to take away our liberties. They've been able to take our take away our money without any kind of legal retribution or ramifications for them in any way. That's my personal take on it. What about you guys? What do you think? Do you think they're stupid and incompetent or do you think they're like 5D chess geniuses that are essentially playing us against each other and know what's coming down the line and are setting themselves up in a situation where we think we're going to be doing a good thing and then essentially being end up ending up in, in a trap? I think there's a handful of people. I mean, it's obviously both. It, the The lower level politicians, I don't think, are privy even to the the machinations of the the ruling elite. I think that the ruling elite are largely not even within the government. They are the the financial powerhouses that that cross generations. If you guys want to learn more, you can read this tome called uh, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. That's a great uh, book, by the way. If you haven't read that book, definitely go read that book. Yeah, it's uh, it's by a Harvard historian from the 1950s who was entrusted with, with doing a deep dive on the history of these secret families. It goes into the origin of the Federal Reserve and how that came to pass and how it was basically this Anglo-Saxon alliance that ultimately uh, reconquered surreptitiously the United States. It's it's a fascinating story, and it's it seems to be a hundred percent legitimate. It's horrifying to realize once you once you read it, you will never be able to go back. You will never be able to take that blue pill again. It's over for you. So I've already warned you, uh, but I'm curious what you think about you know who are they are they sinister uh, chess players or are they checker playing idiots? Sinister chess players. From I, I agree. That no one's no one controls the world. <laughs> Being an idiot, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, 
but they are actually not genius as well. Uh, and they lost, they can lose. Of course. They cannot control the world, like every single detail of the world, because uh, we are human, and human are in, in present. In, in Impulsive. No, no, uh, impressible. Uh, unpredictable. Unpredictable. Uh, unpredictable. <laughs> we are unpredictable. We cannot f say for sure what everybody's gonna do. Right. But they are very smart men. Well, and, and they got us by the balls. The money system. Money uh, is an illusion. The, it's created. It's a game. It's a game that it, they use to maximize human producti productivity. Productivity. T. T. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the central banking apparatus is, it's not a new innovation. It's been around for thousands of years. But in terms of the, the dominant position, particularly from the, the Federal Reserve in the United States, as well as the IMF, the World Bank, there is, there is a, it, it is the great, it is the grandest scam in the history of man, and no one really talks about it aside from the libertarians. And I know even when the libertarians talk about it, and we say in the Fed, and we chant it, and we go, Ron Paul, yeah, in the Fed, it's still kind of like performative. It's not really real. I want to just really emphasize to people, they control the amount of money in the system. And so do you think that the politicians have power, or the people that actually can control that are the ones that are in power? I think the answer is quite clear. Very good question. As we got uh, a super chat on mysuperchat.com from a Richie NHH3239, who said, quote, love the show, Luke, have been following for many years. Yeah, I've been doing this for like 20 years now, way too long. Quote, please tell the guest I love his Chavo del Ocho shirt. Mexica, Mexican-Americans <laughs> here so wanted to compliment he will understand. What is a Chavo del Ocho shirt? What does that even uh, mean? That's a very popular uh, TV program okay. in Latin America. It's very popular in Brazil as well. So I, 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 grow, I grew up watching these guys, but these shirts, they are like smoking a joint and, <laughs> and <laughs> watching TV. Do you speak Spanish and Portuguese? No, no, I just speak Portuguese. Okay. I, I can understand the Spanish because it's sure. very similar, but right. I cannot speak it, okay. to be honest. I, I definitely want to get into why you think you were banned. I want to get into the kind of legal lawfare that's happening in Brazil that maybe we could learn from. But let's do that on Rumble. There's another article here that's a little spicy, but I, I think we could get away with it uh, if we're a little safe here before we go over to Rumble. And that is this article from the Daily Mail that reads, The War Over PFAs Forever Chemicals. Pentagon says banning toxins would threaten national security because they're used to make weapons. Yes, you have the Department of Defense and the U.S. Pentagon literally arguing that we need forever chemicals and PFAs that have been linked with estrogen production, especially in males, and have known to lower testosterone levels in order to fight Wars, as of course, a lot of people are saying, hey, these are the same chemicals that have been released on the general public, probably with the secret war that a lot of powerful people are waging on the general public to depopulate them and make sure that they can't have children. As of course, fertility rates have gone down dramatically. People's ability to have families and children has gone down dramatically. Reproduction rates gone down dramatically. A lot of people say, hey, it's because of these microplastics. It's because of these forever chemicals. It's because of these PFAs that are everywhere to the point where now doctors are, are finding microplastics in people's lungs and literal bloodstreams and there's no escaping it as of course your clothes your furniture your cars almost everywhere you look you have these forever chemicals everywhere and uh the dod the pentagon's like yeah we need them for cheap weapons 
even though I think they're biological uh, agents meant to, of course, make you effeminate. Hmm. I, I don't, uh, this is kind of outside of my wheelhouse, but I will say this. The easiest act of rebellion is to eat a steak and go to the gym. So what's your excuse? You know, like get your testosterone. If you go to the gym, if you eat a steak, your testosterone will rise. Then you're, you're more attractive to a, a, a mate. Then you can reproduce and you can have, uh, if you can have more than the replacement uh, ratio of children, that's really how you rebel against the state. Have three, four kids, uh, you know, get married, love your li- live your life and, uh, and be in shape. That's the best way to rebel. That's my opinion. Not for sure. Uh, I think that this war on fertility is is very sad, and the 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 most important weapon is financial. I think because mm-hmm. it's it's very expensive to uh, have children, and that's the way they are also control us to Big time. to not have many children. Yeah, unfortunately. Are you excited about Javier Milley changing things financially for Latin America that has usually been uh, subjugated by economic hitmen that have come into their uh, into their countries and uh, screwed them over? No, no, no. He's just another puppet, to be honest. Uh, he was from the Forum Economic... Uh, uh, World Economic Forum. Yes. He he was a member. He He's a guy that... The, olig- the international oligarchy put in Argentina to make their their, their bid. So it's a, it's a fake opposition. For sure, for sure. Th- there's no real opposition everywhere in the it, world. Are you saying that because you're Brazilian and you don't like the Argentinians? <laughs> uh, because the Argentinians and Brazilians don't have a love affair for each other. No, no, because I, I see the same things on, on Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro okay. also ta- ta- talk about freedom and blah, 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 blah. When, th- when he gets in, into power... He cave in. Everyone yeah. cave in. So did Trump. So did Trump. Yeah, right. You can watch Milley, see what he's going to do. He's, he's going to do nothing. Okay. Nothing. I, I, I appreciate the pessimism. Let me just want to say one thing about Malay versus Trump or Bolsonaro. If you actually, from an Austrian economics libertarian backdrop, if you actually listen to this dude talk, it's crystal clear that he understands Austrian economics. Like you can't, you can't fake that. Uh, he's very wonky. Just he's like an economics professor. It's it's totally clear. That doesn't mean that he's not a controlled opposition, though. That doesn't mean that he's actually going to be allowed to implement any of his ideas. He may hold them I- internally and mean it, uh, but it doesn't mean he'll actually get to implement it. So it's I'll, I'll I'll I'm equally pessimistic and I'm anxious to see what happens. The the, the reason why he's not going to implement it is because on his campaign he doesn't he doesn't talk about the power structure that fucked uh, Argentina up. Mm. Argentina is not is not poor because Argentinians are dumb. They are poor because there is there is an economic war on them uh, by the globalists that want to make all Argentinian companies depreciate right. so they can buy so all they this can stuff acquire them and cheap. control and monopolize the Argentinian economy. That is, is what is happening. Was and it the IMF or do you know like how were they attacked economically? I don't know the details. I'm sure it's probably IMF loans if I had to guess. But Because of the monopoly of the dollar on the international stage, hmm. uh, America, uh, South America always had problems to financing itself right uh, because they there are they are poor countries yep. so they are much more de- dependent of external power so this is 
this external power uses their dependence to take advantage. To take advantage. Yeah. So there was not a moment when they allowed Argentinians or Brazilians or uh, Uruguayans yeah. or yeah. everyone yeah. to to become big a big country right because that's not in the interest of the united states and europe it's, it's so fascinating to me because that's such a, a fixed pie fallacy where you believe like well if these other nations rise economically then we won't be the powerhouse it's like it's not a fixed pie i don't know if people are familiar with economics but in reality it's not a fixed pie like you can produce human wealth just because argentina rises doesn't mean the us falls we can all actually uh, you know produce and rise together it's it's a very predatory way of viewing the global economy it makes me very mad yeah, to be honest there's a lot of very selfish people out there but let's continue that conversation on rumble as well as what happened to you in brazil there's also a lot of very interesting news coming out of the middle east as of course it looks like we have hutsi rebels going after israeli tankers there's a lot of crazy videos that we're going to be playing from that specific region. Ben Shapiro actually tweeted something. He hasn't tweeted something in a very long time. He tweeted something. We're going to be going over that plus a lot more on rumble.com. How do you find us on rumble.com? Well, you just got to go to rumble.com forward slash we are changed. Sign up and follow us there or just got to rumble on the front page. We are right here available for everyone to tune in. And it's more imperative. Hey, we're here on, on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. We're streaming everywhere. Now we're taking all of that and literally going over to rumble.com forward slash we are changes. I think it is imperative to support independent media and platforms that are actually fighting for you to be able to speak freely. Again, there's a larger information war. Rumble is on the front line. It's one of its biggest fighters. It's the organization that we are putting our weight and support behind because when you look at the larger fights, the larger legal battles, all of this is dependent on people's support. And if there was no support, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be able to have a voice as, of course, we have partnered with Rumble. We are working with them. And truly, go over to Rumble. We're going to be continuing this conversation before we do. Monarch, really quickly, where can people find you as we log off YouTube? Uh, nowhere, actually, because all got <laughs> banned. I need to create. Uh, I, was, I am finishing my studio at my home, so I did not create the, the podcast. I have a, a Twitter account that I created recently. Is at uh, Monarch Banido. That's like Monarch Band. So, but in Portuguese. Okay. Nice. Clint. Uh, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter. If you subscribe over there, I'll follow you back because I like uh, to support the people that support me. Uh, Liberty Lockdown had a great episode that dropped last night. People are really enjoying it. I go deep on Javier Millet. Uh, if you're interested in learning more, I subscribe Liberty Lockdown. It's also on Rumble. And uh, let me also just say, last but not least, no joke. Rumble, like the conversations that we have on Rumble are, in my humble estimation, five to ten times better than ones that we're able to have here because we can speak freely. The the power of conversation when you're when you're not self-censoring is so much better. Go to Rumble and watch us there. Plus, there's some like super chats that we can't read on, on YouTube. <laughs> we're gonna be reading those super chats specifically on rumble.com. Steph. Steph, we are changed on Insta. And don't forget, sign up to LukeUnfiltered.com because when you sign up to LukeUnfiltered.com, you not only get to support this independent media organization, but more importantly, you also get the ability to call in to the show, which we're going to be taking your questions live, unedited, unfiltered, by being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. Seriously, there's always like a thousand people that don't go over from YouTube to Rumble. What are you doing? Why are you watching? Why are you still on this horrible platform? Again, we have invested so much time and energy on these 
these platform that just doesn't give a damn about us, that screwed us over, that makes sure people are unsubscribed, that makes sure that our content doesn't get out there to the general public. Rumble doesn't do that. They do the opposite of that. And then when they do, we just got to show some support and love. Sign up for Rumble. Start an account. When you do, subscribe, follow us, and we will be continuing the show there now. As, of course, we also have a 20-second delay, but uh, we should be totally fine right now. As, of course, some of the super chats that we couldn't read on YouTube was this one by... Hold on. Let me try to pull it up here. Sweaty Boy, who said, Hey, guys, can you reach out to Ryan Dawson? He's one of the uh, one of them that blew the whistle on 9-11, how Israel worked with uh, Saudi Arabia. Again, another super chat by Sweaty Boy. Love you, look. Also, you guys should watch Empire Unmasked by Ryan Dawson. Also, Scott Ritter is another expert to talk to. Yeah, I think uh, Scott Ritter was on the Fresh and Fit show talking about some interesting stuff. But I know there's been a lot of uh, interesting things said about Scott uh, um, uh, Ritter that uh, are, uh, are a little bit uh, questionable. We got another super chat by Bravery who said, quote, Please watch my video as I prove that the Hamas surprise attack at the Nova Festival was staged and a false flag. Okay. (laughs) We, the people, need to know what they are doing so we can stop falling for the hate trap, divide and conquer. On that end, I definitely agree with you, Bravery, as there is a lot of divide and conquer out there as we have this very surprising footage coming from Yemen where Houthi rebels were able to take over an Israeli tanker that is partly owned by a Jewish individual, as, of course, the GoPro footage here is uh, something that Danny Polishuk said is a perfect advertisement for their camera brand. Some people would disagree, but uh, showing you the very kind of tense uh, moments that happened when Houthi rebels from Yemen hijacked in a partly owned Israeli tanker, as, of course, a lot of people expect this conflict to expand from here, will it? Well, that's another question, as today we are getting new reports from Reuters, specifically detailing how the Israeli government will be meeting to decide if there will be a deal with Hamas in order to free some of the hostages. We saw similar reporting just a few days ago from the Washington Post, specifically detailing how there was already a deal to start a five-day ceasefire in order to let some of the women and children hostages is free from Hamas um, in exchange for this kind of ceasefire. Now, we're getting news reports that there's going to be some kind of major decision on this as Ben Shapiro finally tweeted, as of course he hasn't tweeted in a very long time. He, He predominantly retweets people. He tweeted, quote, If the Israeli security cabinet approves a temporary pause in order to return some of the hostages, The world will undoubtedly take this as the first step towards cessation of hostilities. Nope. Israel's mission will not and should not change the utter destruction of Hamas. As, of course, he, (laughs) Clint is uh, very impressed (laughs) by that. Jesus Christ, Ben. As uh, this post uh, from, uh, this is a post from an account you muted. I don't don't think I muted this account, but... uh, Again, we're going to continue on as, of course, the main reactions here are pretty much calling out Ben Shapiro, calling him a warmonger, and uh, other individuals recommending that Ben need a shrink here. As, of course, I, <laughs> I, I, I do believe there's a lot of things we could say about the Israeli approach here. And uh, 
I think the Israeli approach isn't really advantageous for the people of Israel. I think if they wanted to deal with Hamas, they, of course, would be going to places like Qatar. I think they would be committing their Mossad agents to actually carry out covert actions. And I think their larger destruction of Gaza is leading towards a more tumultuous situation that is uh, sadly not seeing kind of end in sight. And for Ben Shapiro to call on for more hostilities for the people of, of Gaza and not kind of targeted strikes or targeted assassinations is, to me, uh, in my personal opinion, a mistake. What do you guys think? Well, it's obviously a mistake. I mean, it, that's you, you really can't overstate how many terrorists they are creating with this action. And I'm not even referencing necessarily the people of Gaza who could be wiped off the map entirely. I'm talking about the rest of the Muslim world, the rest of the Arab world, all of Israel's neighbors. You are radicalizing irreparably potentially over a billion people against you. This is just suicidal behavior. Ben Shapiro clearly has an allegiance to Israel that supersedes his allegiance to the United States of America. That's fine. Let me be very clear. I don't care that he has that. However, when you when you are an American commentator and you are leading the American people into a potential world war, I take that shit fucking personally, dude. And you need to you need to chill out. Uh, you're, you're ultimately jeopardizing not just Israel, but the United States, not to mention that, but also all of humanity on Earth. I think it's a very reckless position, and I think that Candace Owens is right, and you're a clown. Yeah. Well, the deal here is, is pretty clear. It's a five-day ceasefire that would specifically release 50 women and children. And for the people who are not for the ceasefire... Uh, what the fuck? Seriously. Like, that's just a, an, an insane stance, in my opinion, to make here. As, of course, you want to target Hamas? You can. They're in Qatar. A lot of right-wing influencers aren't talking about Qatar at all. I don't think that's a mistake here. And when you look at the larger kind of participation of, of the bigger problem that a lot of people face here, fucking hell, there's, there's no getting away from this. There's no stepping back from this as this conflict is absolutely devastating and creating a massive humanitarian crisis in the region that is devastating for the local population there. And if you give a fuck about human life, you should care about a ceasefire in my my opinion, and I don't want to see any further life loss of innocent human beings. I don't care if they're Israeli. I don't care if they're Palestinian. I think it's enough uh, is enough, and I think we need those messages out there more than ever. As of course, you have a lot of warmongers that have hijacked the 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 corporate media, the the politicians here in the United States that are essentially saying, "Hey, uh, we're just going to go along with these policies because why the hell not?" That's fucking crazy, in my opinion. Well, what's so disappointing is that you know you've had basically like this this rise of this right-wing commentariat that was supposed to be uh in some form or fashion America first right like that was that was kind of what they they framed themselves as being is that they were more of a non-interventionist version of republicanism they're fucking frauds okay can we just like say it bluntly these people lied through their teeth they they're more than willing to fight in whatever war actually helps their their interests they just didn't want to fight against Russia that was like that's that that was where they aligned with the libertarians now they've demonstrated their true colors at least that's my opinion on it yeah, can can you talk? We talk about the Zionist uh, lobby because let's do it. Uh, this the Zionist lobby is the uh, the strongest lobby in the world. We in Brazil, they are <laughs> so much. The right in Brazil is is the same thing that the right here in America. This this Ben Shapiro mm. right that's that is crazy about Israel and they can do never nothing wrong and that 
are there a lot of Muslims are evil? Oh yeah. Are are there are there a lot of Jewish people in Brazil? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, there are interesting. Yeah, yeah. Brazil a lot of Japanese very... people too. Yeah. I, I spent I spent some time in Sao Paulo and Rio. I like Sao Paulo a lot better, but it, it's yeah. it's a it's an extremely like very um, diverse place, N- not the woke diverse, but but actual diverse, where you have people from a lot of different countries, different cultures, living in uh, highly dense kind of uh, areas, and it's kind of a, a real men- melting pot, especially in Sao Paulo, which I particularly enjoyed that city way more than Rio, where I had to watch my back not to get robbed and shot and stabbed at any moment in fucking time, which yeah, wasn't Rio, nice. Rio's a mess, man. It's, yeah, it's, Rio's fucked. People don't understand. People are like, hey, Rio! Like, fucking hell. I, I talked to people there that live there, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm due to be robbed again, as, of course, people usually get robbed there every six fucking months. Locals get wow. robbed there. You're walking around like a gringo? Fucking holy cow. Your your numbers are fucking... Your, your days are numbered when, you, when you, you're a fucking gringo there. It's not... That's it's true, not that's it's, it's not convenient. It's not. It's not fun to walk around. I was there in the barrios. I was there getting a favela tour. I was fucking. I was in Brazil, where like even gangbangers are like, "Hey, stop fucking filming!" And and uh, it's 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 another world out there. No, for sure. It, Rio actually lives day to day a civil war. In Brazil, we have like uh, forty thousand homicides every year. Every year. Wow. It's way more than than people die in Gaza. Hmm. More people yeah. die in Brazil than all the war in Gaza. The other war in not not gonna say Russia because I I think that yeah in that war, but, they, but, they but, but those big booty Latinas though they make it <laughs> worthwhile. They yeah. make they make. I had I had a nice Brazilian girlfriend when I was down there. Brazilian she took women care of me. Are, are very nice. She, oh yeah, she was she was a sweetheart. Uh, humble she, brag, <laughs> humble bragging motherfucker. She was nice. She was she was yeah. I, I was, she was nice though. Uh, that's awesome. She was you know. Yeah, so uh, real is fucked is a perpetual civil war. Then the the gangsters control the the state. Uh, actually, uh, uh, early this week we had like a, a lady that is like a wife of a big a big trafficker in in Brazil. They were received by the just minister of justice. They had a meeting, <laughs> an official meeting. Wow, Brazil is is like. Like so it's they, like a narco state. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Brazil is a narco state. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's that's the truth. Is, is it is it uh, cocaine production or what's the primary export drug wise? Uh, everything. Everything. <laughs> Brazil is important because we have a lot of port. We have like right. It's a, it's a coastal country, so right. a lot of places to deliver uh, drugs to Europe and America. Of course. So Brazil and Brazil is uh, is have a lot of. Uh, Agricultural land, so oh, agricultural land. Yeah, yeah. agricultural land. It's There's so, also Brasilia, right? The the capital of Brazil. Yeah. Um, I've never been there, but I, but I heard that it's one I of the places that I that as I well. really yeah. okay. But that is very nice. Yeah. All but, the money goes to there. Yeah, so. Okay. Okay, okay <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but the the criminals take it from you in Rio. Sao Paulo is really the place that I really enjoy. I, I think I spent a month down there because of the nice you know senorita that I met there. But um, <laughs> he's not. He's never gonna forget her. <laughs> hey, the Brazilians love uh, the Polish people. I'll just leave it, I'll just leave it as that. Um, but uh, what happened to you? Because you have a very interesting story. Uh, you can't go back to, to Brazil. You got censored on social media. What do you think you got censored for? Tell us, tell us your story. Tell us your journey. But 
Let we just we just talked to him for an hour. I think I know why he got censored, but go ahead. Yeah, no, for sure. You're <laughs> right about that. Uh, I always started when I created the podcast named Flow. It was the first podcast in the, in the style of Joe Rogan in Brazil. So two years at making it, it exploded and became the, the most popular podcast in Brazil. Uh, one day, I, I was talking with uh, two federal um, congressmen. And I talk about freedom of speech and freedom of assembly and political parties. And I, I told them that I thought that even the Nazi party should be allowed to have uh, opinions sure. and a political party if they want. Mm -hmm. Not that I want that they have. I, yeah, no, I, I understand. For me, Nazi can go to, to hell. I don't, don't like Nazi, Nazis. Right. But I think that liberty is more important and preach we, i agree we have to to give liberty to people that we don't like otherwise there's no liberty yes yeah. for sure so when i said that i was call, called a nazi wow and and because of the popularity of the the program uh i got a lot of enemies mm -hmm. a lot of people wanted me to get out of the scene because I invited every political spectrum of my from my show, even people that was banned for from the mainstream polit political establishment, like the Bolsonaro's right. and the most people on the right. Yep. So I got a, a, a bullseye on my back. Right. They took that opportunity to to destroy my imaging and to cast me out as a Nazi, as a Nazi supporter. So I had to sell my company that we are we had like a lot of podcasts, not not only Oh you had a network. Yeah, I had a network and we had products. We have like a brev beverage, uh hydromel that is a uh uh alcoholic beverage made of of honey. And I we had like a big company. Right. So I had how, to how many downloads were you doing? Do you know? I, I don't downloads on. The, we had like a billion views on YouTube. Holy and, shit! And, no, it was it was very very big. So so I had to sell it because if I didn't sell, they would destroy the company. Right. Because all the people that control the marketing budgets are the people that that promote the cancel culture. So right. I got it's pretty similar here. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It, he, Brazil is. Is, it's a clone. It's a clone. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a branch yeah, of yeah. the American politics. Right. Uh, so I had to so sell my, my my program. I had to leave the program. My friend that I started the company with me, they con he continues doing it, and the program is doing fine. Thanks God. Oh, that's good. They have to pay me. <laughs> and uh, what, what were they going to charge you with? Uh, no, in that case, I was not charged with anything. Okay. The the uh, the public, I don't know how to say it in English, like ministry public, uh, ministry uh, like the DOG, like uh, oh Department of Justice. Yeah, they they pursue a action against me uh, for apology, Nazi apologist. No shit. Yes, but they didn't go go far. They okay. dismissed the case. Okay. But I started another podcast called Monarch Talks, and actually I have to to thank Rumble because they was they they like 
took care of me. They get, got me a contract in the platform because I was banned from YouTube, right. YouTube, and Twitter. And well, are you banned from Twitch. YouTube all over the world or just in Brazil? Just in Brazil. Okay. Just in Brazil. So do you intend to start it up again? Yes. yes nice. Yes. nice. I, I have no other choice. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. So I started Monarch Talks. And after I uh, doing the program, the, the program start growing uh, again. Then I got banned by the Supreme Court because I said something like, I understand the, the, the feelings of people that were in the 8th of January protest. The pro I said uh, I, I, what was the 8th of January protest for the people who don't know what, what happened there? For the American audience, just, just to, you, to understand, it's the same thing of 6th of January here. It's, it's the same thing. It's not, nothing different. It's the exactly same thing. <laughs> He's not exaggerating. It's the exact same thing. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And when that happened, I said, I understand why this pe all those people are, are angry because our political system is a joke. Right. And they are right to be angry. The, do, you, the, do you think that the election was legitimate? No. For sure, no. Interesting. So do you think Bolsonaro won? Yes, for sure. Okay. The, we can see that on the streets. How, how did they uh, cheat the election systems? How did they... Um, um, uh, uh, fortify elections, as they call it here in America. Well, I, I, I actually don't really know, but if I think that they just uh, hack it, the the software that counts the votes. A lot of people think that's what happened here. Yeah, in Brazil, we, we don't have like paper ballots. Right. We have electronic voting, so it's very easy for them to right. change whatever they want. And uh, something very strange. Is happened when they count the votes. Like statistically, when when you see the counting of votes, you should be like this: one 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 time the guy is up there, the other time is up there. But that's not what that was not what happened. What happened was we have like a progressive uh, curve of the votes. Like like if everyone voted every every time the same pace mm. like you you count the vote in one state the vote goes that way you count the vote in other states goes the same way let's it's not like uh, okay. it's just progressive prog so, so it looks programmed it looks programmed yeah that's okay. what, I, what i'm trying to say so i i think that's for sure that was uh election fraud because Bolsonaro, when he goes to, to the streets, he got like swarmed of people that like him, right. that chant him his name. Lula, otherwise, he cannot go to the streets. <laughs> they, people hate him that much? Yeah. yeah. He, well, he was, for, for the audience's sake, uh, Lula had spent some time in prison for, yes, for he corruption. he was arrested, yes. Yeah, what, was that, uh, he was, uh, I think he was pardoned by the Supreme Court? Is that? He, no, no, he was not pardoned. They, they, Told that the way that the, he was convicted was wrong. Okay. That the, he shouldn't be uh, should be judged on the Curitiba courts. Mm. Uh, he should be judged in Brazilian courts, Brazilian okay. courts. So that that's the to so be honest, kind of that is just a technicality. I was going to say it's technicality. It's yeah. Technicality. So do you think that the the powers that be wanted Lula back in power over Bolsonaro? It sounds as if yes. Okay. Th that's and, it. and why why would that? Why would that benefit the powers that be? Like, because why is he better than Bolsonaro for them? Because 
That's a good question. Why? Because I think Bastonara made their their game as well. So. Right. That's why I'm curious. Like, because it's the same thing with Trump. That's what weirds me out about this, right? Because like Trump obviously played ball in 2020 when it mattered most and and fucked over all of his supporters and the American people broadly. And and he also, you know, he didn't start any new wars. Like from my estimation, I think that's really the only thing about Trump that actually got him on the outs is that he pointed out that the media was full of shit. And that kind of ruins their game, right? They don't like that. They don't want people to actually be questioning the narrative. They have to be able to indoctrinate us and propagandize us. He he was a big wrench in that. And then also, he didn't want to start many new wars. I think those are the two reasons that they went after Trump. Bolsonaro, I don't know much about the military-industrial complex. I don't even know if you guys go to war very often. So no, you, you never go to war. Yeah. So uh, so is it just is it just narrative control that Bolsonaro was uh, a problem I, for them? I think that's it because like both uh, we have in Brazil we have a big company media company called Globo. Globo Globo is the most powerful TV station in Brazil. When Bolsonaro got into power, he stopped giving them money, mm. but. The, the government gave me, gave them like billions of of reais. Uh. So when he stopped, he made global his en political enemy. Right. And global kinds kinds kinda rules the mainstream. Okay. He, well, then that 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 obviously would be enough reason to probably get him ousted. Yeah. So and and all the because to understand Brazil, we we have to go to Lava Jato. Lava Jato was an operation that. Start, that put Lula in jail. Uh -huh. Oh, that's when they arrested like hundreds of corrupt politicians, yes, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. But Lava Jato was a CIA operation. operation. They, oh, CIA? Yeah. No shit. All right. Yeah, that is... I'm telling that. That's not... Yeah, I yeah. don't have facts. For, right, uh, right, 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 right. Uh, that's, that's your my opinion. opinion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they had to destabilize the power structure in Brazil to take Lula out... Mm -hmm. Because Lula was getting too powerful, yeah, so, and they needed needed to imp implement the agenda, and Lula was not cooperating. Mm. So they they get rid of Lula, and got Bolsonaro, but they saw that Bolsonaro was not the right player for them. He wasn't the proper puppet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So they had to revitalize Lula. Uh. So the the same people that got Lula out of the game was the same people that got him in the game and made him one. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Lula sent to jail because of his corruption with the energy company yeah. inside of Brazil? He's and now is, isn't Bolsonaro supposed to be in jail too? Or is he facing a jail, a jail sentence? They want to, to, to get him arrested, but yeah. there is no conviction yet. So, but, but he is facing some, some charges. Yeah, like they, they took away his political power because... He convoked a meeting with ambassador and Brazilian and told him that the election was not safe. For that, he lost his. It's the exact power. same fucking it's thing a, with Trump. A, yeah, the same thing with Donald Trump, who of course is being uh, heavily prosecuted because he didn't believe the outcome of the last presidential election. Just like Hillary Clinton, just like Al Gore, and all these other leftist fucktards that were able to do it. But <laughs> as soon as Donald Trump does it, oh no, we got to send this fucker to jail. That's what you get him for, for fuck's sakes. I mean, there's the big pharma thing. There's so many different things you can bring up, but. But but again, I, I understand Donald Trump represents a larger kind of 
fucking calling of the bullshit within the bureaucracy. And I think that's why he's getting so much support as he is right now. So I, I understand his, his larger kind of representation from, from your learning experiences, from what you learned in Brazil and essentially uh, Brazilian politics being very familiar to American politics. What are some of the learning lessons and what are some of the things you see down the pipeline for the American people? Since of course we are so kind of interlinked in this kind of uh, weird parallel political world. I think that much of the strategies, censor strategies implemented in, in Brazil is coming to here. <laughs> they will try to, to do the same thing uh, because Brazil is like exper uh, an experiment. How can we control um, West society on the modern days? And they used Brazil as as a learning experience. And now that they learned, then they they succeed, they now will begin to implement it here in America. So you guys should be watching your Supreme Court members. They are problem go there is something going to happen with them. I, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, the Supreme Court here in the United States is uh, controlled by, you know, the Republicans, the right wing. They just uh, made sure that they didn't hear the Derek Chauvin case. And uh, I, I think partly they probably did that because they didn't want to spur on any potential uh, peaceful, large, mostly peaceful protests that happened under the BLM uh, banner because of what happened with George Floyd. But if they did rehear the Derek Chauvin trial, I do believe that there probably would be a bigger push by the leftists in this country in order to sow more chaos and create more kind of BLM-style uh, riots. Also, I just wanted to report that we just got uh, breaking news that Israel did approve the hostage deal with Hamas, uh, essentially approving a five-day ceasefire in exchange for 50 women and children hostages, which is is really good news for those hostages and those people who, of course, have been taken by Hamas, who are now going to be back with their family members. So overall, win-win uh, for a lot of people here. And luckily, um, you know, there's going to be some kind of semblance of peace, at least for five days. At least there's going to be, you know, the stopping of bombing and military actions, which, you know, as of right now, I think is more needed than ever. As, of course, Susan Sarandon is also in some hot water as she came out on uh, a major protest in New York, and she said that, quote, Jews are getting a taste of how it feels to be Muslim in America. Words that a lot of people are, are, are saying is absolutely incorrect. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to let my dog out because she needs to use the bathroom. <laughs> you guys go ahead. Uh, I think Susan Sarandon might kind of be right, uh, which is a weird thing to say, but uh, yeah, Muslims in America have had a rough go of it for 20 years because the American people were propagandized into to hating all Muslims and thinking that all Muslims were, you know, su suicide bomb uh, wearing lunatics. And it's obviously not true. There's 1.7 billion Muslims on the planet. The vast majority of them are peaceful, but there are obviously radical elements, too. So, uh, you know, if that's if I, I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but certainly there has been some pushback against the Jewish community in America that I don't think that they've really felt for a very long time. So. Um, I, and let me be clear. I don't, I don't agree with hating people because of their religion. And I don't think that because of Israel's actions that Jewish people in America should be hated. I think that's an absurdity. I think that you should hate people that want to see endless war because that's actually killing innocents and that's fucking sick. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, I think that Judaism is used 
by politician as a weapon mm. because all of their suffering and the tragedy of the Holocaust and everything, they weaponized this suffering Big time. And, and they use it so much and so much and so much that people got tired of it. Mm. And, and, and like, like the, the boy that cried wolf. Right. And when everyone is a Nazi, no one needs a Nazi. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Loses, it loses its bite. It's the same thing with calling people racist or sexist or homophobic. It's like, but I'm not, though. I just don't want you teaching my kids, you know, a blowjob thing in fucking second grade. Like, yep. what? I think her comments are stupid and retarded. You can't really compare. Um, it's not like comparing apples to oranges here. Like, I, I just don't understand the context of what she's trying to say here. And it's another just celebritard. Just, uh, of course, speaking out of uh, the, the side of their face when not understanding the larger kind of ramifications, playing along in this larger divide and conquer agenda. And uh, w when you look at, you know, her kind of sentiments and, and, and statements, again, to me, they're just utterly freaking uh, r ridiculous. And uh, m moving forward, I think we definitely need more of an understanding. It is very interesting to see a lot of this kind of right-wing media establishment now finally saying, hey, what's happening in colleges is absolutely wrong. As, of course, uh, just a few months ago, the same people who are not liking Jews were saying, all the white people are absolutely evil and they're absolutely fucking horrible. Everyone else was fine when they were doing that. No one was trying to cancel uh, colleges then. No one was trying to go after student groups back then. Now they're going after them with this particular issue. Again, any kind of hate is any kind of ra like just just trying to rationalize any kind of hate is absolutely fucking idiotic. I believe what Susan Sarandon said was idiotic. I believe there's a lot of idiotic statements here. And uh, to me, we really, really have to see things for what they really are. And that's people just pinning us against each other, trying to get us to fight each other. And you can only have that if you participate in that bullshit. And I just refuse. I agree. I think that it's a collectivization uh, issue. But I, I do think that she has a point. Uh, you know, so obviously, I, I don't agree because she's a fucking you know, so, leftist Someone actress. on Rubble made a very interesting comment saying, shit, libtard collectivists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, exactly. I, I think that's a that's a fair assessment, in my opinion. No, I, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, she's to a what she kind of leftard collectivist. That's what she is, so... Yeah, but she's okay if, you know, again, there's so much hypocrisy amongst hypocrisy. I don't care what side you're on, but there's a lot of fucking bullshit here that I just believe absolutely needs to be called out. Uh, before we go on, I wanted to remind people, if you are members of LukeUnfiltered.com, you guys actually get to call in. I'm in the chat room right now. If you want to call in and ask any of us a question, uh, let me know right now in the Telegram chat. That should be, I got to talk to Dave. I haven't been able to log in to, to Luke Unfiltered because of all the security measures. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Someone just make sure that the first thing that comes up on there is the Telegram uh, group that people are able to, of course, converse and, and go through. But um, I, again, just, just kind of leaving it here out and open for everyone here. This is the breaking news that's happening here, that there are going, there is going to be a ceasefire. That, to me, is the right decision to make here. Hopefully, it lasts. Hopefully, we get to hear from some of the people that were kind of kidnapped. Hopefully, we get to rationalize and humanize a lot of this nonsense, as, of course, there's so much bullshit out there that I'm just essentially sick of it. I'm just tired. I'm just fatigued of war propaganda, disinformation, and bullshit from either side here that I, I think also could be deliberately done so we just don't give a fuck about this shit. So we're just tireless. We're just tired of this nonsense. So um, I appreciate all the comments and all the perspectives here by a lot of the individuals who also, of course, share the same sentiments here. But um, let, let me just add real quick. They, the Palestinians stopped 
counting their dead about a week ago. And at that last tally, it was approximately 11,000. I think it was 80 plus percent that were non-combatants. So while I'm thrilled that 50 women and children, uh, Israelis are being freed, I'm equally thrilled that the bombardment against the, the Gazan people will stop. I think that it's a great sign and hopefully diplomacy can win out from here. Let's but, yeah, what go do, ahead. What do you guys think that is the, the solution here? Because obviously, 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 obvi obviously, thank you. <laughs> uh, the Israel, Israel is a problem because the land is very contested, contested, contested. So they will always fight. How, how does end? I don't see the, 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 the peaceful ending here. Yeah, I, I think they had an opportunity for peace. Um, you know, they actually they came very close many times. There's the Oslo Accords. There was a bunch do you of think? yeah, I do actually. I think they they were fairly close. the The problem was that the the hardliners in Israel, as well as some of the Palestinian hardliners, they didn't want a two state solution. They didn't want a one state solution either. They wanted war with one another. Um, the the real issue is that the Likudniks in Israel, because they're the power brokers, they're the ones with nuclear weapons and a real military, uh, you know, special special forces, things like that, which obviously Hamas can't possibly compete with. They they have all the power. They have the ability to negotiate a peace from a position of strength if they choose to. Instead, they've opted, you know, time and time again to really uh, approach the negotiating table as if they are. They're, they're not dealing with you know fellow human beings, and I think that that has always kept there from being a, a peace negotiation that could stick. Uh, there was also a time in 1993 uh, where there was assassination. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, um, but it was an assassination of uh, a, a politician that would have probably— uh, and this was a hardline right-winger uh, Likudnik in Israel that that derailed that peace negotiation. So it's like time and time again, it's—I it's, agree with your, your assessment, though. It's an extraordinarily challenging— uh, negotiation process because both people feel as if it's their land. Both people feel if it's their holy land. I personally think that the Palestinians have a much better legal claim to that land, but you now have Israelis that have occupied it for so long and have set up their own lives. And it's like, I, I don't know. What, what do you do with yeah. the, the, the people that 10 million people that live there? I, I right? don't know, man. I think that there is no solution. Uh, this is going to be a war until the end of times. Man. And, and the Palestinians, have the same problem of Ukraine. There is a, is a country between two major powers in the world. So when you have this situation, you are fucked. Yeah. There's nothing that you can do. Yeah. Because one side will use you for their political games that did not the same thing that your games, political right. game. The other side, you do the same things. And you are the weak player you cannot do anything. Yeah, you're just a pawn. Do you think that it's it's uh, Iran and Russia that are on the opposite side to Israel and America? Not so. Not only Iran and Russia, but there are also China. There, oh, interesting. All, all the players. Okay. We have a a, a divide in the world. Yeah. There, there's two worlds. You have the West system and the East system. Sure. And, and the, they they are that way. On, on purpose. Uh -huh. That's the way the elites right. found they to organize a world in a way that we can exp experiment two solutions for the reality of in the world. Interesting. Do you think? Do you do you like Brazil being in alignment with Russia, India, China, South Africa? Brazil is not in alignment. With, with so why why is it included in the BRICS? But that's that's because like. 
Brazil suffers a lot being weak. So they are very dependent of America. Hmm. So they need to 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 gain bar, uh, power of bargaining. Oh, bargaining power, yeah. A bargaining power. Do, they have to to show They have to play both sides yes. against each other. Okay. Yeah, yes. I sure. got you. But the 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 people who control Brazil are not Russian and China. It's the American in Israel. That doesn't surprise me. They are the, the, the most powerful players in Brazil. Yeah. Don't get it. Lula is just a puppet. Everything that he says is just for show. He, he, he wants to be considered like a, a great leader that talks about peace. And, uh, when and, and when the, the truth, he doesn't decide anything. <laughs> yeah. that, that, and so when people say, oh, Brazil is going, is going to Russia, to China, bullshit. Uh, our cult culture culture is very aligned with you guys. Bra Brazilians always watch uh, Hollywood film, cinema. We played uh, Blizzard games, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and so the the Brazilian people are much more with the West mentally than with the with the the East. So yeah, I, I can I confirm. There's a lot of twerking in Brazil that happens. <laughs> that we I, we that heard I about witnessed. your girlfriend earlier, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it wasn't just one, but uh, oh, all right, all right. All right. as a member, I just want to remind people right here, you log into LukeUnfiltered.com right here. Uh, I, I, again, my web guy didn't listen to me, uh, <laughs> and I said specifically, hey, just make it a pin post. Make it a pin post, like first thing, first thing. We released videos. We released a members-only video. This right here should be the pinned description of how to call in and sign to the Telegram uh, group. So if my uh, a disobedient web developer is listening please make it a pinned thing here so people get to see it and do not have to click right here in the left corner but as soon as you log in you click on this uh, weird picture of me then you'll be uh, given instructions on how to specifically call into the show and ask us any questions that you guys want i think we might have a question by juan the great i'm gonna kind of line them up here but before we do uh clint you sent me one particular story from this vampire looking like blood-sucking evil bitch from the, the horrible slave state of new york saying this today i'm directing the director of division of homeland security and emergency services to develop media literacy tools for K through 12 in our public schools. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand how to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation and online hate. Start talking about what we're seeing out there. Give the teachers the tools they need to help these conversations in school. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction, we can better inoculate them from hatred Bingo. and the spread of it and help prepare them for a very fast-moving and often confusing world. Yeah, it's not like the conspiracy Damn. theories are batting 100 and have been literally predicting <laughs> the news six months ahead of time. It's not like we've been fucking right all the fucking time. No. Yeah, we got to watch out for those people since, of course, you know, the corporate media really loves to have their fucking agenda not be questioned at all. It's fucking ridiculous. Clint, you sent me this clip. Talk about it. Yeah, I'm just infuriated. Uh, just so you know, it's Kathy Hockle. She's the governor of New York. And, you know, New York was kind of the epicenter for the COVID era. In the COVID era, we were just lied to 
repeatedly, consistently for fucking years. And all of the conspiracy theorists when it came to the COVID origin story, when it came to mask efficacy, when it came to vaccine safety and efficacy, when it came to social distancing efficacy, when it came to the deleterious consequences to children. Every motherfucking step of the way, we were right, and the Kathy Hockles of the word world were dead fucking wrong, catastrophically wrong. It makes me sick that these people would still lecture us. And by the way, George Orwell did not dream big enough. This is fucking straight out of 1984. We're going to have re-education for your children, K through 12, to teach them how to read the internet and decipher truth from fiction. What do you think they're going to tell your kids to look for? They're going to say, only trust CNN, only trust Joe Biden. Don't ever listen to Joe Rogan, who's got most of this shit right over the past couple of years. Don't listen to Monarch. He's a fucking radical uh, Nazi apologist from Brazil. He's too dangerous. You can't listen to this guy, even though he's obviously telling you the truth. It's so uh, it's so transparent. I don't know how the fuck people still look at this and don't just go, this is tyranny, period. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a crazy world that we live in. I I, I think about it. I got le- a, a little desperate, man. Mm. I, I don't think that we are going to win. Oh, man. I, I, I don't see we, we winning. But maybe just because I, I got fucked. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <very hard>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, do, I, I don't win. So yeah. Well, from I, your position and where you're feeling right now, I can understand that sentiment. I will say this. I think with you starting your show back up, I think it's going to be fucking incredibly successful. I think the people of Brazil so. will absolutely fucking glob on to your show as soon as you start to put it out. So... Uh, no, Al- Alonzo Musk here on Rumble said 1984 was somewhat tame. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, Alonzo Musk, I agree with you on those kind of larger sentiments here. But you were you were saying something uh, earlier in, in the broadcast, specifically how you saw an information war more detrimental to the public than an actual nuclear war. Do you want to expand on that specific, specifically when it comes to controlling information, when it comes to the larger kind of technocratic nightmare that we are probably already living in that uh, a lot of people are trying to escape as much as they can. The problem is globalization because the internet is is very good. Man. We like, we are free on the internet, but the internet it also changed the world. Now, companies, the, the corporate America, like BlackHawk, they, they were able to create a centralized uh, information distribution system. Mm-hmm. So in that way, they can control the narrative much more than they uh, they could in the past. Right. Uh, before in Brazil, like our culture was separate for the American culture. Mm-hmm. But with the beginning of the internet, we became of assimilating ideas much more faster right and we became more aligned uh, like a c- c- culturally so black hawk used this monopoly to control uh brazilians entertainment system as well because they have all the money on the uh, or the market marketing budget of the companies in brazil brazil don't does 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 not have la- large countries multinational countries like uh, United States in, in Europe. So when I when you are like an influencer, there is only one group of people that have money to 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 pay you to speak. So using that leverage, 
they have controlled all influencers in Brazil because they know if they say, they say something that's wrong, they will lose everything. Yeah, they get the monarch so, treatment. Yes, that, yes, I was used like a, an example. Yep. Uh, you're, you're the Alex Jones of Brazil. Like, like that. <laughs> He's much bigger than I was uh, sure. contacted, but like, like, like him. So, but, but that, that the chilling effect that that has for, for what they did to you is, is so meaningful. And I, I think people don't pay attention to that. I've actually seen it a, a, amongst people I, I really respect. They, they have gotten to a certain threshold of success and they don't want to push it. They don't want to risk it. They don't want to risk getting the Alex Jones treatment. And like, I get it. I understand that you want to look after your family. You want to look after your, your own personal wealth and your own well-being. But the reality is, is like, if we all do that, if we all just acquiesce, if we all kneel, if we all kiss the ring, then our liberty is gone. If we can't speak freely, if we can't challenge authority, if we can't question the paradigm that we exist, Distant, well, then we're fucking doomed, folks. So, like, we need courage. We need a little bit of self-sacrifice, a willing a willingness to risk things. I mean, this is, in my humble opinion, this is why you were so su successful as a podcaster in Brazil, is that clearly you were willing to push those limits when it wasn't permissible. Yeah, yeah. I, I never liked anyone telling me that I cannot have an opinion about something. Oh, same, dude. So that got me persecuted and that's the the war the, the true war that we are living in that it's a war about our our minds and with the money that black hawk and vanguard and state streets have and the technology the internet have uh have uh spread spread yeah uh they now can control the minds of brazilian being here that was not the case and not only Brazilians, Argentinians, Uruguayans, Paraguayans, and right. everyone. Yeah. That's the war. That's the, the atomic bomb of information. That was is a new stuff. That was not never was like that. We got influenced uh, by America in the past, but not as fast and not as as right. abrasion, abrasion, uh, not so. Widespread? Widespread, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I actually really agree with this take, and it's a, it's a fascinating one. What I, what I find fascinating is there's this, like, there's this uh, kind of dichotomous matter where, yes, uh, our cultural divides are kind of falling because we're all consuming the same media, same news sources, same, you know, influencers, movies, content, things like that. But simultaneously, we're being divided by our, our skin once again and our religion, and, like, we're being... We're being both indoctrinated all into this groupthink mindset, but simultaneously divided amongst each other. It's a it's a very fascinating uh, kind of paradigm that they're concocting. It, it looks like we also have a caller from uh, Juan the Great, who's a member, and now it says, "Sorry, Juan, can I take because you have a privacy setting?" So, Juan, if you're listening to me right now, you got to change your settings, your privacy settings, so I could call you, and then I will call you, and then you will be able to, to uh, ask us a question. So uh, let me just write to him. You guys continue on. As Of course, what's happening in New York, is it, it's not just New York doing this. This is a state-by-state -state effort, as even California is looking at similar efforts to, quote, teach students to spot fake news. It's not fake news. It's how to be an obedient little slave hoe of the fucking <laughs> ruling class and to be a fucking subservient bitch. That's essentially what it should have been titled. I don't know why it's not titled that. That's that's some fake news in itself. Uh, but uh, you guys go on as we try to get Juan here on uh, the, the phone with us. 
I know you had more do you guys know that, that case that a guy is getting arrested here for making fun of Hillary Clinton in elections? Yeah, no, not well, making fun, but specifically sending out uh, memes that uh, was was joking, but was telling people to vote for Hillary Clinton on a date that there wasn't any voting available. So that's what the Department of Justice came and, and prosecuted as voting interference, even though it was a meme, even though they couldn't prove that someone was actually tricked by this meme, which everyone saw as a meme, as a fucking joke. So yeah, this guy's still in fucking jail, which is absolutely ridiculous. Owen Schroyer, still in solitary confinement. Fucking hell. So many... Uh, Julian Assange, still in jail, in solitary confinement. Absolutely fucking evil fucktards out there. And just, just huge injustices to these individuals that are, are absolutely crazy. Well, let me add to that list. Alex Jones, he's facing a billion dollars in fines for um, best I can tell was just judicial malpractice, and and his attorneys didn't help him out with that case either. But the the judges were obviously very, very biased against him, and I think that the reason he received that treatment and the reason he was they also try to get him for two plus trillion dollars. Oh, sorry, we got a call. Yeah, we got a call from uh, Juan the Great. Juan, can you hear us? Oh my! Wow, this is true. Okay, uh, you, hello, hey Luke, on, can you, you hear me? Turn on your video. You're live. Huh? You're live right now. Can you hear us? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, feel free to turn on your video and Let's ask us an, uh, ask us a question. Oh yeah, here. Uh, sorry, I'm just I, I got to go through my set. Uh, allow it. Hold on, we'll have to call him back here. <laughs> uh, again, uh, we should also do, if my team's watching, just uh, an easy explainer to how you should change your settings. Juan, how are you, brother? We can see you now. Can you see me? Yes, we can see you and hear you now. You are live right now on rumble.com forward slash we are change. Well, this is trippy. Oh, so I love you, Luke. Uh, I, th I think all the work you've done is awesome. And I really appreciate you guys and your show. And thank you for, you know, like, you know, showing both sides and trying to show everything. Um, the reason uh, I was the person that super chatted the, um, what was the thing about Ryan Dawson? I really just wanted to ask you about how he, I, I don't know what it is. He, he got, um, what was it? A, it was a police support report during 9-11. It was about dancing Israelis. And he was showing the entire, what he got out of the, like what, I don't know what's called when you go to the government and you get them to give you the files. A of like what happened? A freedom of Information Act. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He got the Freedom of Information Act for like what the what they talked about, and and talking to them, they basically like I think one of them had broken down and he basically explained. He was like, "Well, this is how it feels, 9/11 every day where we live, and you need to understand." And then he, the, the police were like, "This is stupid. Like these guys are crazy," and um, they even checked their van and they actually had explosives in there. The, they were just really confused what happened. And so I just wanted to know, like, what have you heard about that? Or have you guys, like, oh, I'm really nervous. Sorry. No, Juan, Juan you're totally fine. Um, uh, thank you for your, your question. But there was a lot of crazy reports happening on the day of 9-11. Uh, Steph, hold on. I'm trying to activate and deactivate my camera so I could actually fix it. There was a lot of crazy news reports, but there was also vans found with explosives on multiple bridges in New York City on the day of 9-11. You could actually watch those news reports and what, what the fuck happened because of that? We don't fucking know. We never got actual justice from this. I think there was also a police officer that was whistleblowing and speaking out against these, uh, what, what were they, Israeli art students that they caught celebrating on a rooftop. 
So yeah, uh, yeah, they were dancing on top of a van, and there was a Mexican woman that had actually called in, and she was saying like, "Hey, this is just really weird. Why do they have cameras? Why are they dancing on top of the van?" And they actually moved because they got because they're like, "Oh, oh, oh no, she saw us," and so they kind of like moved, and then that's why the cops kind of went to them, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, just stop it." And then they looked in their van, they're like, "Oh, wait, uh, you're doing something." Yeah, and that's, I, no, that's I'm only not, I'm not too familiar with with that specific report. I don't know if they actually found explosives in that one, but I do know that there mm-hmm. were uh, reports of vans being found with explosives inside of them in major key intersection and bridges all throughout New York on that 11. Now I got to refresh my memory because it's been so long since I did so much uh, research into 9/11. But 9/11 was essentially the day that changed everything in American politics. It is definitely <laughs> worth investigating. My one conclusion is that the government absolutely. Lied to us. Do I know exactly what happened? Do I know exactly who was responsible? No, I just know that we have been mm-hmm. lied about this one particular event that stinks to high heaven and predominantly shows the U.S. Um, military industrial complex taking advantage of it, using it to do some of the most awful worst, horrible policies that do not benefit the American people and have essentially screwed us over. Do you guys want to say anything about the specific question asked by one? Sure. Uh, well, first off, I've had Ryan Dawson on my show. I think the first time I had him on uh, Liberty Lockdown, we actually talked about 9-11, and he, he is a, a wealth of knowledge on this issue. Um, so, you know, I'm not opposed yeah. to, to talking to him further. But the my personal assessment after uh, not nearly as much research as Dawson or, or Luke have done on this issue, but it, it seems quite clear to me that it was both a Mossad and a CIA operation. Uh, maybe maybe some other nations were involved. It could have been MI5 or MI6, rather. Um, I there's there's just a lot of intelligence agency failures that that don't uh, add up. You then have the the confluence of the immediate blame on Osama bin Laden uh, of the day of 9/11. That that's just <coughs> bizarre to me that you would already have the name of the culprit, but you were totally caught off guard. Uh, and then to uh, pivot and invade and destroy a bunch of nations that had nothing to do with 9/11. It's quite clear that whether or not they planned it or they allowed it to happen, they absolutely capitalized on it to the detriment of both the the rest of the world. World in terms of the civilian lives lost, but also our civil liberties through the Patriot Act, etc. So uh, I agree with Luke's assessment. It's the it's the most catastrophic uh, moment in American modern American history in terms of loss of life and freedom. Yeah, I, I think that's in the world of history because Maybe. everything changed in that day. And I I, simp- I agree with you. Uh, this is an inside operation. The, it's it's similar in what's happening in the seventh of October in Israel. Uh, the 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 party that was going on was a Brazilian party mm. called Universo Paralelo. Um, is is a, is is very strange to have a party like that with rich people, sons of rich people, close to the border. This seems like it was uh, planned. Mm. Plan to 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 give Israel uh, an excuse to invade Gaza and control the northern part of Gaza, so can, they can construct a canal. Yep, that's because, what that's what a lot of people think. Because Egypt nationalized his their, their canal, and and America lost uh, an important uh, strategic waterway. Yeah, waterway. So they need to create another one, and Gaza. Is 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 on the path. <laughs> well, just to add to his case, it was Netanyahu uh, just like two or three weeks prior to Hamas's attack that actually held up a map of Israel that had no 
uh, delineation for the Palestinian territories. And this was just weeks prior. So it does seem as if he was hinting at they were going to, you know, control everything in the not too distant future. So it raises a lot of questions. Yeah, Juan, uh, thank you for uh, calling in. Thanks for uh, asking the question. Hope we were able to answer it for you. And uh, thank you for being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. Uh, appreciate you for joining us here tonight. Of course, we also have another Rumble rant from Army O Two, who says, "Wish I could give you more, but I am broke AF, homeschooling solo dad." Now, uh, shouts out to you for being a good yeah, parent. Dude, shouts out to you for homeschooling your your child. I know it probably isn't easy, especially as a solo dad. But shouts out to you for doing the right thing. As of course, single parent households that are raised by fathers, the statistics are not as bad as if they were raised by their mother. So. Uh, uh, shouts out for you looking out for your children. You go on and says, what fix did you use for the audio? Those units typically need to be plugged directly into the wall. Extremely finicky about even the smallest power fluctuations. Keep up the fight. Army 2 thank you for that question. And yeah, we had a lot of audio issues. We had no audio issues today. Thankfully, that's because I spent, uh, you know, half of the freaking day researching and studying this last night and today trying to figure out what the fuck's going on here, essentially becoming our own designated fucking tech guy, which I never wanted to fucking be, <laughs> but I fucking became. Did you figure it and out? And I updated fucking drivers. <laughs> I replaced cables. I restarted shit. I installed shit. I uninstalled shit. I did all the shit. <laughs> and luckily, the shit works. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for your we, dedication. We got a low. Bu we got a low budget. Shit. No. Shit. Steph. <laughs> We're shit. riding this boat together. No. Guys. It's shit. <laughs> We're running a a, 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 a very um, uh, rinky you know, dinky boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rinky dinky. We got I, I holes just, in the sails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna speak, Steph, put the camera on you. Um, <laughs> We're running a very low-budget operation here, and we're making it work. I think we're going to do a, a wish list specifically for all the equipment that we could use to have more guests in studio. As of course, there's a lot of other people who want to join us for these conversations, and we can't because we don't have enough microphones. We don't have the right setup. We don't have enough cameras. We're going to be, of course, upgrading. I'm running this whole show through a fucking laptop. You're not supposed to be running big uh, shit shows like this with a fucking laptop. You're supposed to have dedicated fucking computers. We don't got any of that shit. We're making it fucking happened though and luckily there was no audio interference or issues or fucked up shit here uh for our guests that didn't have to uh, endure our technical difficulty bullshit so monarch i hope i hope you uh were uh not impeded too much by uh our I think tech that's fine it's great actually very very beautiful house everything works fine yeah. no it's great it, we're just we have to upgrade some things but uh, just for our audience's sake if you want to help us out lukeunfiltered.com sign up to become a supporting member it, it really it will help i promise you we're investing every dollar into improving the operations so that we can have like our our plan is to have eight microphones so that we, like if there's a convention in town we can bring everyone in uh get a bunch of different cameras we need to have a new soundboard there's a lot a lot of upgrades but we are working on it. Yeah, more conversations, more debates, more real conversations that, of course, um, we want to provide that, that other people don't have. A lot of people like to do the low basic, low IQ drama bullshit. We're not here to do that shit. We're here to have some actual real conversations. We're going to be building. We're going to be expanding. And we got a lot of really incredible things and guests coming in as, of course, tomorrow. We got another guest. We're going to go. We're going to be live once again. 7 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern here on Rumble.com that has given us a platform. I think we're going to go do a little wish list of items. Maybe if someone 
has it available. Maybe they could rent it. We'll fucking make this shit work no matter what happens. Of course, this is a shoestring budget. Literally, I was like, I got this shit laying around. I got this shit laying around. I got this shit laying around. I threw it all on the table. And then this is our studio here that we are producing this show for you with essentially no starting money at all uh, <laughs> and being in the fucking red too. But we'll fucking make it happen because I am a persistent, stubborn Polak that doesn't <laughs> fucking like to not do shit. I like to do as much as I can. I like to, of course, work very hard. We've been working very hard for you guys, and I hope you guys appreciate it. And if you do, subscribe to this channel. Start an account. A lot of people watch anonymously. Don't do that. Start a fake Google number account if you have to. I don't give a fuck. Sign up, register, and follow us here as, of course, we are going to be going live for the foreseeable future with some really incredible fucking guests. We're going to have guests here coming on this show. We already have them booked up all the way until pretty much December, the end of December. We have guests that are going to be really awesome, really incredible here, so don't forget to subscribe. Monarch, it was uh, really nice having you. Thank you so much for, for coming all the way down here to be a part of this show where can people find out more information about you where will your future show uh be on uh it's gonna be on rumble that's the only channel that didn't ban me <laughs> so it's monarchy it's monarchy i and y i don't know how to say is it x forward slash oh forward no, slash. no y it's i don't know the, the name of the letter uh, x no, not X. Why? Why? Dash. Why? 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 Spell it out for us. Make it easy. Yeah, it's my monarch. It's my name. M M N M O N A R C K. Okay, K. It's a K. N Y. Monarchy. Monarchy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The URL. And. Unfortunately, Rumble Rumble does not uh, pay me no more. I would like they pay me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's no problem. We are going to still be there and also on Twitter. And I need to recreate because I was banned. I had to leave my country. So I had to start everything over here and build the podcast again, the, the, the room again. So everything's a mess now. Well, let me say, this, guy, this guy's. I've only spent a couple hours with him. I can tell he's a free thinker. Uh, I see you're driven. I know that you're heartbroken because of being evicted from your nation and having your fucking operation ripped up from underneath you. But you had an audience before. You will re re regain it, and I think you'll even grow from there. So uh, keep after it, bro. I, I hope. I hope so. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and thanks, thanks, uh, Luke, for having me here. Is uh, I wanted to talk to your audience and. Brazil is now a dictatorship. Um, you and we have to change it, uh, and I'm gonna try it here talking. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome, Clint. Where can people find out more information about you? At Liberty Lockpod on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe over there to support my work. LibertyLockdown.locals.com. If you want to sign up, uh, I do an AMA uh, once a month over there. If you guys want to chat with me, that's fun. And then uh, Liberty Lockdown is the primary show on YouTube or Rumble. You can subscribe there. Have some episodes that are out right now that are doing really well, and I hope you guys enjoy those. And last but not least, I do Tower Gang on Wednesday nights. You can find that on Rumble as well. Steph. Learn more about me on Instagram at Steph We Are Change. Subscribe, motherfuckers. See you soon here on rumble.com forward slash we are change. <laughs>